Enjoy the show. Play on my tanga. It's actually Ned from Accounting's grave. She really loved Ned. He always <laughs> carried his wand. He always perfectly. kept the books balanced. Well, guess what? New season. What? A whole new season? How many episodes? 25, bitch. What? I don't have time to watch that! PBE for life. I have it tattooed on my tank. But it's not the point. The point is we're getting another Grand Theft Auto 6 because we go live on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube. Well, not. Yeah. Facebook, Twitch. All right. I got them all. Um, welcome, gang. There's been clunkier starts to the show. Believe me. It's the 290th <laughs> podcast, if you'll believe it. You, you're going to want to watch the end credits this week. <laughs> you will not. The it's Harry so Donuts under boy. new management. We discuss it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at it, length. Yeah, at length. At length. At length. A new a new ownership for the Harry Donut. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. But uh. this, this is the 290th podcast from Perjangers and Wallhangers Media Network. The only podcast as polished as stainless steel we are the triforce podcast of course i am your host matthew bucarell the mat man in the bridge anger box we have christopher bristow the old man katarina thermoscara our wonderful woman and of course omnipotent producer that is big brother stephen bucarell Wandering around our our mythical mascot, Hero of Time, Link Diablo. You might actually see our card, uh, not just our cardboard Kelly, but our Iron Kelly popping up in the chat here in the podcast too. So keep an eye out. But we don't gather here for just us. We gather here because tonight, Madam Dakota's Web, Platinum Games wants to bring back dragons Swifty, Sonic Thief, and so much more on the Triforce podcast. Don't get Swifty in here? It's getting Swifty. <laughs> Swifty, indeed. All Swifty in here. <laughs> <sighs> oh, but we also want you to pop on over here to pjandwh.com where you're going to find all the crazy, luggy, and nutty moments right up top. And if you scroll down, you'll find last week's Triforce podcast, Backdoor Wormhole parkour boba fett you'll also find last week's lug nuts podcast which was entitled loki lexus variants inverted clusterfuck if you pop on over to wall janger game that second time i guarantee you sunday to friday you will find myself and big brother streaming on wall janger gaming twitch facebook and youtube i'm going through the old republic i'll be going saturday and sunday Old Republic, we are uh, continuing on with the Jedi Knight, Torah Ra. And Big Brother, where are you at in Skyrim now? You finished the Thieves Guild? And- uh, yeah, I'm supposed to take the skeleton key back. I'm going to not do that ever. Okay. I'm just going to keep it. The person annoyed forever. you. Forever. No. Oh. It's really useful. Oh. Well, just keep that shit, man. It, it's like it a Swiss unlocks, Army knife? It unlocks every... You, it's an unbreakable lockpick, and oh. it unlocks the key to yourself. Wow. No LSD needed? I don't know That's how me. that works. <laughs> no LSD or mescaline needed. It's just a key in a physical sense. That is a very handy tool that you will find on Walljanger Gaming Monday to Friday with Big Brother, occasionally Saturdays and every Sunday with me in the Old Republic a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. But, of course, we gather here for everything neat, uh, 
need culture, nerd culture, and yes, we're all about needling around here. <laughs> Geek news. We're gonna talk about needlepoint for an hour and a half, <laughs> maybe oh, longer. We are all a hot mess tonight. Two hours huh? of needlepoint. <laughs> needlepoint aside, one person that may be doing needlepoint actually is our first story, which of course is always. That was a good segue. It was. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. They've been clunky. Smooth as silence. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <sighs> Marvel drops Thank a new you. trailer for Captain Carter limited series. Ooh. Um, Captain Carter, it's a comic series, but go ahead and hit that trailer below. New official trailer Whoa, offers. There's a trailer for a comic? Oh, yeah. They're, it's very popular for them to do that. And... Holy crap. They, uh, they had sound, too. <laughs> yeah. <I can> tell. <laughs> <laughs> so the new so is the sound going to come out of the yeah. comic book when I turn the pages like that? Man, that would be awesome, but it's just. Can you imagine? Oh. Yeah, but a new trailer official offers a sneak peek at Marvel Comics' five-issue Captain Carter solo series, which is due to launch in March. The trailer teaser is the setup for Captain Carter number one, obviously, where, like Steve Rogers, the mainstream <laughs> continuity of frozen Peggy Carter is thawed out in present day because that's how it works, describing okay. Carter as the super soldier heroine of World War II who now finds herself a woman out of time. She shouldn't do heroin. No, well, I mean, no. That's, that's that just... Wouldn't, that wouldn't work. It's a general rule of thumb not to do heroin <laughs> and be... Would the super soldier serum just kind of, like, dilute that? Would it be like I don't you think can't it get drunk work. like the Flash? I don't think it would work on her. Yeah, she like the Flash. Like a lot. The Flash has, like, such a high metabolism. Cisco had to make a drink so high in alcohol content that it got him drunk. With his metabolism. I feel like you'd need Did something like that for... Oh, yeah. It was a re- very funny Yeah, it episode. tasted terrible, but it got the job done. That's all... It's like... Correctly. You know what, man? It's okay. like anything high test. You just got to fucking grit and bear it. That's not why you're there. You are not there for taste if you're that high. In alcohol content, that is. More physically. But a woman out of time. Okay. <laughs> like this podcast. Uh, the trailer shows her fighting goons mor- uh, mourning beside a grave, obviously Steve Rogers. If not, that's awkward. Blocking <laughs> an RPG rocket and partnering up with a government agent version of what appears to be X-Men's Betsy Barduck. It's actually Ned from Accounting's grave. She really <laughs> loved Ned. He always <laughs> carried his one. He always perfectly. kept the books balanced. They're just beautiful. Every cent. I'm I'm just here. Peggy, I just Are you just, too yeah. are you too Steve's big? over there. <laughs> Steve Rogers is over there like Steve's Peggy. over there somewhere. I don't know. I, I didn't know you felt that passionately about accounting. It's <laughs> like, my passion. <laughs> she, you never knew Peggy Carter was passionate about accounting. <laughs> well, no direct continuity of the Star- Marvel Studios. What if Marvel Comics Captain Carter heavily borrows from the character's appearance in the Disney Plus animation series? What if? Uh, so you have that Peggy Carter look. It's not directly tied into it, which gives it a lot of legs because you have a lot of room to just let the story flesh out. And I think we even said when we saw that uh, What If episode, Cat, that we want to see more of this because it's an interesting premise to see her go through the MCU in her universe as Captain 
Captain Carter and what different differences because you already had the Iron Man suit with, you know, Steve Rogers. So right. how did that evolve? We could get a lot of that just with. And also there's that whole the misogyny and everything that she faced mm-hmm. in that what if episode um, and even them being even more against her getting the super soldier serum at the time being a woman. And having her fast forward into a whole new, where you still, there's still a lot of misogyny. Well, that's what I was about to say. That would be the time. But she's in like a whole new world of it, but surrounded by openly strong women. Yeah. I like to see, because part of what made her unique was that she was the only one. And now she's not going to be. And Mm -hmm. I don't think that her character would make her like jealous or anything, but I do think that that would change the trajectory of how she would be because she wouldn't be on her own. She'd be part of like a fully formed team. <clears throat> I could just see already a good, I'd say to really flesh it out a good, like three to four pages of captain Carter seeing the same misogyny that she's used to in just a different right. fashion. <laughs> and then seeing one of the strong females coming up and, you know, counteracting that situation to where then she confronts Captain Carter saying, hey, man, I only became like that because of you. And then you have that tearjerker moment to really drive home. And Agent 13 is uh, Steve's nephew. Yeah. So I really like the the really expanding on this. Like Marvel is just what they're always doing. Like, hey, that's a great fucking idea. Let's take that and run with that on this medium because we re- we can really have legs. Now, if comic book fans really enjoy this, now, hey, this is from the comics. We have a whole Captain Carter universe that we can now adapt, which is great for Haley Outwell. I mean, you know, job security. Man. I would have loved to see more of a live action Agent Carter. Um, it was I think a great that show. Outwell would do really well that was a great show but i also like the agents shield tie-in that they did with uh the guy what was his name daniel yeah and when they were traveling with through time as well yeah i thought that was a really nice tie-in to have him in there and you know from agent carter like hey at least somebody made it out Uh, but i would have liked to seen a live action uh hayley atwell doing this that what if episode had it been live action would have been pretty freaking dope. Now my act, my question to you both for this uh, article here is from the what if what characters would you want to see like Marvel zombies you have to take out because they already have a whole fucking series of that. But what mm. of these original MCU character variations of which they did would you want to see in a comic? Uh, de- definitely Chadwick Boseman. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Too close, old man. Too close. <laughs> or go up a smidge. Yeah, we're looking, we're, we're at, looking at your chest. We're looking at your chest. I didn't even chest. do your that. Like it, 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 my software is just acting very finicky right now. You're getting very Megatron, too. Yeah. And is what's it like drive, in the world of Tron? Is your hard drive about to crash again? Maybe. I don't know. Sounds like you're underwater in a whole new world. Well, say, tell Ariel we said hello. And outside, oh my god outside of the chadwick boseman i mean the superior dr strange kind of a dull series like he it's mm. just 
a man slowly losing his mind in a bubble. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we'll see more of that in Multiverse of Madness because we already saw that, that was he's in all it. of us during the pandemic. <laughs> they had that outlet to put it into Doctor Strange. Like, no, 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 <laughs> this fucker's in it now. You remember that year? I do too. This is gonna be good. Um, and I know I did appreciate that, especially now that you point that out. Like, yeah, well, his entire world collapsed, and now it's just him and his little bubble. But our next story. Out of all the what ifs, definitely Chadwick Boseman. That's the only one that I would want to see it's more the, of. It's honestly, it's His version the of Guardians edge. of the Galaxy has been amazing. Yeah. Another thing that's a top pick, Dakota Johnson is to play Madam Web in the Spider-Man spinoff. Actor Dakota Johnson, we see here, uh, might have just confirmed her casting in a new Spider-Man spinoff, Madam Web. New information about the project has been sparse since it was first announced back in 2019. Until recently, not long ago, Johnson has been said to have been in talks with Sony about playing Madam Web in the spinoff. Uh, the movie announced it was coming off of the extreme popularity of the MCU Spider-Man as well as Sony's expanding Spider-Man spinoff universe. So, with this, we see Spider-Verse into the, um, into the Spider-Verse 2 that we're seeing, which is actually a part one of two of Into the Spider-Verse. We are get, they're saying that there may be an MCU tie-in there, which be, would be very nice, to where they're, each of the, the Spider-People are going to have a different art style, so that person, you could just do the hyper-realistic art, and just fucking throw, like, Tobey Maguire in there and really donk that shit. Um, but there's a lot of different spider stuff out there. Would you want to see, especially after No Way Home, do you want to see another, do you want to see the Amazing Spider-Man 3 pop up? Ma- uh, Madam Web, Spider-Woman, what spider continuity, Spider-Gwen, <clears throat> Agent Venom, what spider are you looking for? Spider-Pig. Animated series, God, no. I would totally fucking watch that. All about Spider-Pig. That'd be great. Just have him pop up in Dude, a Dude, you could even something. do shorts with Spider-Pig. Spider-Pig short series would fucking dunk. Yeah. yeah. Nick Cage, Spider-Noir. Mm, you could really <laughs> sell that Batman you, mystery oh detective God. thing. <laughs> but also the I would love... Talks. To piggyback on his Spider-Man War, I would love a Spider-Man War, but give it to me like, um, oh God, give it to live me like, action, black and white. What was that movie? God damn it, I Clerks? can't remember it. With no, with Elijah Wood and striptease and Jessica <laughs> Alba. She wasn't in that one. Oh no, no she, wasn't. she wasn't. No, she, she wasn't. <laughs> Give me a minute. Give me a minute. But in a, like that a specific art style, but also like make it for um for adults where it's gritty and it's gory and it's yeah. adult themed. Um, you mean Sin City? Yes, Sin City. I would oh, love yeah, Sin good. City. Thank you. With Nicolas Cage as Spider Noir. I think that that's, is a really That's exactly great what I'm talking series. about. Ooh. Um I also like the rumor of there's two rumors that I really like of in this Spumic universe that they're working on. Which you know what the name's grown on me. I'm kinda liking Spumic. It it's just dirty. That may be why it's I like nasty it. aftertaste. 
<laughs> Very bitter. Wash down in the Red River. Code word justice. 10% off. Uh, no, I'm at 5%. No, 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 no. There's no deal. But <clears throat> I two rumors that I heard. Bitches be stitching. <laughs> Bitches be stitching. Maybe the title of the podcast, but only for the end credit tie-in. The <laughs> one rumor is that they are going to lead to uh, Null, the King of Symbiotes, live action, mm-hmm. which I would absolutely love. That's a recent comic poll. But especially with how they're having the symbiotes and pulling it multiversal, I think they could really fucking dunk that shit. Um, especially if you involve, like, the different Spider-Men going through, have, like, Null going through the fucking multiverse, so that way comics are continuity, too, and that happened. That'd be a nice fucking tie-in for Marvel, because then you're really well, tying in every facet of nerddom. Fair. <clears throat> but... The second one I heard is that Oscar Isaac, live action, Spider-Man 2099. I think we all need that. Yes, that we, we do need. Because mm-hmm. he did the As voice. Moon Knight? Yeah, he did the voice. Um, mm-hmm. I want to say Into the Spider-Verse? Yes, at the end. At the very end, he did the... At the very end. With like, the... two seconds, he has a credit for it. I want to fucking see it. He's going to be in the next movie... Into the Spider-Verse Part 1, or whatever the fuck they're calling that shit. Um, the next Spider-Verse movie animated is going to have Oscar Isaac in that as Spider-Man 2099, but the also rumor of having him as Spider-Man 2099, or just having a Spider-Man 2099 film. Like, the acceptance. Because people always thought, like, you can only have one Batman, one Superman, you got Spider-Man, and you're supposed to be happy. <laughs> Okay, that's it. Now, although having, I am a fan of Oscar Isaac, having him do a live action mine. version of another oh character God, when he's already Moon Knight, I just that feel like over saturation. Old man, silence your mic. I can still hear you. Old man, silence your mic. Damn it. So, <laughs> yes, Katarina. No, I can hear what Kat that was is done. saying. Okay. <laughs> oh, that yeah. That's, that's Thank you. That was very illuminating. Exactly. exactly. Um, Thank but, you. Now I understand everything in a whole new way. Having thank you the multifaceted my pleasure of the mul- the multiple in the multiple Spider Men, the multiple Batman. We're getting three different Batman this this year: Ben Affleck, Michael Keaton, and Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson, right. very forefront of next month. Now we're also getting a variant of Moon Knight by the end of next month. So having, I think, I just. Feel that I hope that studios finally realize that you can have more than one character and satisfy a whole bunch of your market because people will watch that other show that is that same Spider Man or that same Batman. They will watch that movie. It's the content that they care about. Yeah, at the end of the day, as long as it's good. Very good story. Yeah, that's it. Like, a lot of the like the the Spider Man point was improvised. Andrew Garfield mainly did that. Which hats off to you, sir. You're even yeah. more a favorite of mine. Like all three of those Spider Man made such a jump in just how much I cherish them in that end of No Way Home movie. To me, it felt like Fred. not not just the actors because the actors 
clearly care about the product to even entertain the idea of coming back. But the amount of ego that had to be set aside by everyone involved, and I don't mean, um, like I said, the actors playing these particular Spider-Men, but the studios, um, the executives, the writers, everyone that worked on it and pushed and pulled um, to put all of that aside, to give them all, I don't want to say a redemption because I don't necessarily think Tobey Maguire needed a, a redemption or, or Tom Holland. Really, Andrew was the only one that it felt like his story just never got finished. Yeah. But to give them all a chance to, to move them into a new generation of relevance and let them each help push the story forward in a way that felt organic and true to the characters that they played within their own films in their own universes. Well, even to the point was probably where... my favorite part of the film and the film was oh, yeah. an excellent film, but mm -hmm. just knowing that all of this had to happen mm -hmm. in a specific way to get us where we got in the way that they did it. That was so beautiful. Yeah. I don't know if they can capture magic like that again, but I'm so glad that they did it. But I mean, the main thing <clears throat> is that they let the writers write the Spider-Man story they wanted. They gave them free reign. That's what reign. I'm saying. And they, I think... They put their egos away. With more of that, for, like, forward thinking, we can mm -hmm. actually get X-Men versus Avengers versus Eternals, which is the new, you know, big event that's coming out for Marvel and all that. We can get all of this whole fucking universe, people popping up, and then not just being, oh, they're just doing a cameo for cameo's sake. No, they're tying in worlds, motherfucker. You, they yeah, want you to watch the next movie. It's not fan service. This actually is relevant and, and positive to the story. And I can't think of a time that it was done as well as it was here. Well, especially like when you look at certain things that were in the MCU, and then, you know, five, seven years later, like, Hey, we found an Easter egg. Like, yeah, really? You thought that was a fucking plot hole earlier. So it's one of those things, man. We have a lot of Spider-Verse content, but we have a lot of different multifaceted content that's coming out for the same characters that all of it, if it's handled right, really looks like it could get multiple seasons. Mm -hmm. The next story is already getting a second season without even airing. The first. Andor, season two, confirmed by Stellan Skarsgård in a new interview. So, Disney Plus, the second live-action series, Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett is hint, uh, headed towards its season finale this week. And it looks like it's uh, time to start thinking about the streamer's next slate of Star Wars series. While there is still no official release date for uh, the Rogue One pre prequel series and or one of its cast members let slip that during an interview that the series will be getting a, at least two seasons taking uh talking to the swedish news site dagen's nighter stellan skarsgards revealed very wow, swedish what a name you know Whew. just take a minute to appreciate <laughs> that uh, i appreciate that you pronounced it, it correctly i did not try that just came out like a fucking. It came out like a spirit. Came out like an Eastern. <laughs> came by it naturally. <laughs> he practices hooked on phonics. It was from maybe my, you're part Viking. It was well, maybe it was from my no. my ancient ancestor DNA. Just saying, pronounce it right. Um, <laughs> we start with Dune two in July, and then in the autumn, it's time for the second season of the Star Wars series Andor. Is what he said. 
So we already knew Dune 2 was going to be beginning filming soon, um, which it should. But it's still not going to get released until, like, I think 2023, Officially, Disney says he might not make it to season three. Too long, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, Dune, just give it enough time for them to edit it down to a a sizable length of, like, three, four hours. (laughs) Five hours. You know? (laughs) (sighs) Director's cut, eight hours. That's a job, dude. A job. Um, Extended cut a whole week. (laughs) So, filming for the first season of Andor began in London in November 2020. We all know how that went. Under the code name Pilgrim. It's a little bit weird. Um, extended releases the entire Christmas season. <laughs> You're going to be living it in real time. <laughs> so rather than filming inside the volume, uh, like The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett, fans spotted Andor filming on location throughout Lancashire, Dorset, and Essex. COVID caused a number of production delays of the series, but in late September, Diego Luna confirmed that the series had wrapped. So we know... Um, Another leak that came out is that, uh, is that the next story? No. So, um, Obi-Wan, the producer let slip that it's going to be released in May 2022. Obviously, there's a certain Star Wars holiday that happens on May. (laughs) You Sith, it came out. Freudian slip. That's that's Revenge of the Fifth. You're just like the plot of the second Kotar game, but... Your saber colors are showing. <laughs> Giggity. <laughs> saber stitches. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Absolutely not. <laughs> so I feel like I lost my point. <laughs> so a certain holiday. I have no fucking clue. I'll remind. I'll remember it. <laughs> you were talking about a certain holiday comes out in May. And oh they yeah, said that Obi Wan was going to be coming yeah. out in May. So I think Obi Wan is our next most likely competitor to be released. I mean, Andor, mm-hmm. it's all wrapped. Depending on effects and all that on and you know continuity of what they want to do and how they want to release we also know ahsoka who knows if rangers of the uh, new republic is still a thing probably not but i see obi-wan and then maybe andor in like summertime some point maybe fall i could see like summer or fall and then having ahsoka in you know fall uh you know dis- uh, uh you december know, end of the year yeah, right in the end of the year, into the beginning yeah. of the year. And then letting everything else. Well, we also have Mandalorian Season 3. So it may be equally oh. dispersed. Well, I would think that they wouldn't want any of that running concurrently unless they are running, like, doing a crossover where the where the episodes run into each other. Yeah. Good. Well, do we see... The stories are coinciding. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I mean, out of all of them... Obviously, they're kind of alluding to Mando now with Boba to where they're adding yeah. him in the episodes to kind of, I'd say, bide time. Because up until now, it's been only Mando. And then we got Bad Batch after the first, you know, them finishing up Clone Wars, making everything whole. There's this, I, I see Obi-Wan because 
they've been working on that for a long fucking time. I see yeah. that mm-hmm. coming out first, and then them to, releasing to and or I'd say probably August, right around D D twenty three summit. They'll probably you know hey say hey it's releasing on this day, and it's going to be like in September, you know, sometime or, close to D three. Not even say anything, and all of a sudden it just drops, and everybody loses their damn minds. Yeah, I wouldn't put that past them either. <sighs> they haven't made that move yet, though. They've always planned it out. They have had short release dates from the announcement, but they haven't just dropped it. Like Netflix is, they're just very quick to drop the mic. You're like, guess what? New season. What? A whole new season? How many episodes? Twenty five, bitch. What? I don't have time to watch that. Guess what? Which, You're going to watch it all. Raising Dion, the second season just dropped out exactly. of nowhere. Nowhere. It just popped up. <laughs> they put it in a clickbait article. They're like, what? We told you. When? We posted it in the city center three months ago. You had <laughs> the like chance. like in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> yes. Deep <laughs> 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 pull. Thank you. Same guys who did that did this. <laughs> hey, they get, yeah, you know. Reoccurring work. Um, <laughs> but I see a lot of legs in the Star Wars universe as well, I guess is my overall point. But May the 4th, we will have to see if that brings us uh, Obi-Wan and where they're going with that because there's a lot of different ways now. People thought, what are you going to do in the desert? They apparently have a lot of shit to do in the desert. Do you know what time frame this is? Obi-Wan is right after Clone place? Wars. Is right after when? Clone, Clone Wars. Wars. Yeah. Like after, well, where Revenge is that of the with Sith. Mandalorian? Well, it's after Revenge of the, the Sith. Mandalorian's on the other side of the original trilogy. So this is before we get to the Mandalorian. Yeah. Because I was thinking to myself. You can still see We all know Obi-Wan and Sabine. Or excuse me, Satine. Um... In their relationship, I was wondering if maybe Mando would see Obi-Wan. Oh, no, he's already dead. Oh, yeah, no, Satine's already dead. No, yeah, Mando. Yeah, she's long dead. Yeah. Uh, Probably a corpse gonna, by now. Unless he's well, I was just like, if grave. he was going to Mandalore and Obi-Wan was still alive, he might be on Mandalore and get involved in he's some way because of his really ties to Mandalore weird. with Satine. But it have to be a force doesn't fit into the timeline. Or, Never yeah. mind. Yeah, no. Now, that would be dope if he linked up to the first Mandalorian Jedi. They, they, that would Really be quite a uh, surprise. Maybe he's got something to do with the making of the dark saber. By Mandalorian, he is—he's dead. He's very dead. Yeah, but maybe he could. Certain Jedi Force ghosts live on. I'm telling you, when they go to Mandalorian, maybe he could be there as a Force ghost. A Mandalorian Jedi is spiteful enough to live on in the Force. I will tell you that for a fact. (laughs) That motherfucker is there. He is just biding his time. Okay. Give us more Ben. That's facts right there. A lot like this next story. That was a good segue. Because Uncharted's Tom Holland wants to make a Jack and Daxter movie. Who doesn't? That movie would be awesome. Just saying. Just cut and print. (laughs) Steve was like, who doesn't? (laughs) Who doesn't? Those games were the shit. In 2004, it was the best action-adventure fucking series that PlayStation had. You were yeah, tired. They were going up against um, the Ratchet robot. and Clank. Yeah, and, and the... but they were both on PlayStation. They were fighting against each other, yeah, and they were both amazing. That made it awesome. It really brought that PlayStation lineup full front in 2004 because yeah. 
PlayStation was a fucking powerhouse right then. Not that they're not During now. that time, yeah. But they were a media knockout. They were fucking Mike Tyson in that bitch. And Jack and Daxter was a really strong title for him that they just let fall to the wayside. Like City Heroes. It's just gone forever. Uh-huh. But Tom Holland is in a press junket, and he has said that he would love to do a Jack and Daxter movie. The part that I really loved, uh, let me see if I can find it here. They're fluffing about Nathan, Nathan Drake. Acting? acting. He wants to play Jack. Oh. I would so absolutely love him pants. as Jack. But he would like to play Jack in the uh, in the film, and he wants it to be dark and weird. I how weird! I love that idea, because Jack and Daxter was weird. It how, was a weird game. How weird does he want to make it? Like justice weird. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's nice that you all know what I'm saying. <laughs> Unfortunately, I do know what I you're know, saying. I don't know what you have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Alfred, justice, <laughs> justice. <laughs> Uh, uh, anyway, we need to get Kelly so caught up with that. <laughs> but um, I like this idea because he says, I would like to make a Jack and Daxter movie and I would play Jack, but I would make it a A24, an A24. So it was really weird and light dark. I would like, I would do like a real weird live action version of Jackson, da- Jack and Daxter. A real weird version. I don't understand what he's saying. Weird can mean so many. They're like, I'm weird. All right? This is this is what goes wrong when actors aren't given lines. He doesn't just words are coming out. I have words I can say them. Look at me say words. Someone give him a script. He's an actor. He needs a script. Someone write him something. <laughs> he needs something to say. You're he doesn't know. Like, it's like race car drivers. They race. Talking to him. I think he's talking about the format, right? Yeah. Well, let's <laughs> race car drivers. Like, what was your thought during the race? I wanted to win. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. But what was your motivation? Winning. Making a left turn. <laughs> so it's one, it's one of those things. We're laugh. Look at some but teamy, like. if you look at it, like, if I don't want this a light-hearted take on just like, oh, it's an action-adventure game. There's fluffs and flowers. No. This was like, it was a dark, dingy town. Like, this was post-apocalyptic. It should be dark. Certain titles, like video games, especially with the limit of their graphical content, that they could produce at that time, it it was limited. And I feel like if it was made now, Jack and Daxter, it would be dark. Especially when you got to that second yes. game, it would be dark. It would be a very, like, great graphics, but it would still have that kind of feel of an action-adventure game like akin to Ratchet & Clank. I don't even you know what game I want them to make a movie? Psychonauts. Okay. I, 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 I know the game. I haven't played it. Okay. But I do know it, it was a very awesome. good breakout hit. Like Sifu. Yep. Sifu's a breakout hit right now. Check it yeah. out. Yeah. S-I-F-U. But now it's probably not con- a coincidence that Holland wishes for a live action adaptation of Jack and Daxter because it's a Naughty Dog develop- uh, project. And they've been developing 
Uncharted, which he is now producing. No way. You think he's going to drum up some stuff like, hey, you guys want to see a Jack and Daxter film? No? I didn't ever, never mind. It was just Tom Holland being crazy. Like maybe they're just floating the idea out here because I would love to see this film, especially if it's if going. If they into were darker floating sense. the idea, they would have given him a script. Yeah, but Tom Holland's good at improvising right now. Okay. That not from that last quote he won. Danny DeVito as Dexter. Make it feel like dark light, <laughs> you know, dark light. Well, the voice, a CGI, a CGI Dexter, and you have Danny DeVito. I would yes. still hate that. To your point, Danny DeVito would be wonderful, but can I also introduce Pauly Shore? I was about to say Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah, Gilbert Godfrey would be better. Mainly before Big Brother suggested it. It was going to come out of my mouth. You'd have to understand. Those are some of the ones I tend to mention. was a snarky sidekick. When you died, he made fun of you. So... Yeah, it would have to be, I would say DeVito. I'd like to see Coco, Joey Coco Diaz. No, you know who I was thinking? <laughs> Jeff Ross. Yeah, Andrew Jeff Ross. Ross. Fucking Roastmaster, man. Yeah. Come on now. Get Jeff Ross some fucking work over here. It doesn't have to be the same, man. It's not just going to be Bill Burr, which he could do it too. No, give me like Tom Segura. Coco. Uh, Tom- Tommy Buns? I don't know. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't think Daxter is good for Tommy Buns. Bert? Yeah. Bert. Yeah. Definitely yeah. Bert Kreischer. Bert would definitely do it. Yeah. Which I've been watching The Cabin. It's a great show. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Especially the Caitlyn Jenner episode. Yeah, it was. That was so good. <laughs> that was so good. I really love The Cabin, especially Bert. The one with, uh, oh, fuck, when he was waxing his ass or whatever, that was disturbing. Yeah, that, that was number two. That, yeah, yeah I, I think that's the Caitlyn Jenner one. Yes, it is. Yeah, it was disturbing, but not not as uh, Kim Jong. That yeah, I know that was fucking disturbing. <laughs> anyway, comedic pulls aside. We already know we love this, and we all think that both ideas we were just talking about are an A plus because it's just like our next story. That was a good segue. There we go. I don't know. Button, button didn't hit. So, especially now, I wanted to hit this. I don't know if they have a picture of it, but they had at A plus catering and events, heart shaped empanadas available at their events right now. Heart shaped empanadas. Oh yeah, you heard that right. Because if you want the very best in delicatessens for your next event or catering need, especially if you just want to be a fatso and just hire them to. Stuff your face. With enough time and money, anything's possible. Hop on over to <laughs> Facebook.com backslash APLUS Tri-State. And in the uh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware region, you might actually get these delicious delicatessens right for your next event. Maybe you got an office crif- uh, or a holiday Christmas party coming up, celebrating Valentine's Day with a bunch of your senpai hentai fans. Go ahead and hit up A+. You may not want to hit them up for that. They probably hate me. If yeah, you... yeah, don't. Yeah. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Go to the BDSM party. You want to cater? Senpai, okay. Hentai, maybe. Do you maybe. like justice? Senpai, no hentai. <laughs> Senpai, no hentai may call. be the title of the podcast. We may see. But 
A plus catering. Contact A plus catering with keyword justice. <laughs> do not do not do that. They will not know. Don't they will not guys. know. No. It will get you nothing. It will it still will. be Please very do not hilarious. type justice. It will still be in all caps. <laughs> that might be code for them to reject it, and then you'll be missing out. I on might just have to highlight stuff. and just segment oh! all of all of these A plus catering clips and just send it to her. <laughs> just say, "Look, these are your advertising segments on Perjangers. You're welcome." <laughs> She'll say, "You know what? Don't don't highlight us anymore. <laughs> maybe stop you know talking what? about maybe, us. Maybe not." <laughs> So, like, I'll pay you double what I'm paying to advertise for you not to ever mention us again. <laughs> oh. It'd be like, yeah, lately, let, let, let's rewind that. <laughs> All right. But if you want to rewind about eight years, you'll remember the last time this next story actually released a title for this franchise. But the worst kept secret in the internet is, of course, Grand Theft Auto 6 is in active development at Rockstar Studios. So they finally started, huh? That's nice. Well, it, they say it's well underway. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sure it's going to be a great <laughs> online game that no one's going to fucking play. Look, look. Kids will love it. Look, it's Rockstar, man. Your credit card's going to love it, Look, parents. It's Rockstar. Yeah. You can trust them. They're right used... with that last story. Look, man, they're going to have this game. they're going to have this game ready in no time, man. They're using the same the, Well, last I'm gen... sure the game will be 3 seconds long like the last. No, one. man. Hey, here's characters. That's it. Play the online game. Look, your... They're using the same last gen graphics. It'll be fine. They already have the world built. It's the same last gen because they always use the same graphics engine for at least 20 years. So they're good. It's already ready. They just need, you know, to build that online world so that way they can make their money. You know, that's, you know, that takes the most work. But the story, that's, it's, it's going to be like, you know, you know maybe 30 hours. Grand Theft Auto, what was it? Uh, four, five? That four, seems to be your go to. Yeah. Nico. That was Nico. Was such yeah. a great Nico. story. It was a good story, but they—that was before this time of that was online before the popularity. dark days of Rockstar Games. Well, before they before they went to the Sith, the dark <clears throat> times. It was definitely before they went to the Sith because more on the dark times. See, they were kind of gray Jedi for a while. If you want to attribute this to Star Wars, and we can make a metaphor out of it, because with GTA Four, it was a great game, and then. They had Palpatine in the rear. How can we make more money off of this great idea? I don't know. We could do expansions. Yes. Ballad of Gay Tony. Yeah, you know what? Those expansions were Sons really of Anarchy good. ripoff. And they were good expansions. They were fantastic expansions. But they do the same thing with their online segment uh, content right now. They just... <laughs> transferred it because a lot more people are going on to that online facet and they're not old and fuddy-duddies like us. PVE for life. I have it tattooed on my taint. But it's not the point. The point is we're getting another Grand Theft Auto 6. My hope, and this is what, all right, old man, big brother, hopes for 6. We're being as pessimistic as possible, but make us as simplistic. I want it to have a good story. That's my go and tried true. 
It has to be a long story. Don't give me four <sighs> teeny tiny little missions like the last. I don't want give me a Nico Bellic thick chunky story. Do you want Death Stranding again? I mean, that's it. You go for long, you'll get that. No, but no, Nico Bellic. It was a fantastic story. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. A good story. A good story is the perfect length. Now, I also want that good story. I want to be able to ADD and go off on side quest. That's called a good open world game. Witcher 3. But that's my hope, man. Good story. Um, I don't really care. You can make the main just, character Hamburglar for all I, I give a fuck. I don't give a shit, right? Because, like, GTA has kind of lost its luster for me. It's because of that last shit ass game they put out, um, and it tells you how how vested I was in GTA Five. I didn't even fucking finish it because I chose not to. It was hang on, they put out much. a tweet. It was like eight years, eleven months, six months, uh, uh, six weeks, and like twelve minutes or whatever. And they posted out how long it's been since they've uh, released Grand Theft Auto Five. I'm like, you say it's well underway. I guarantee you, you weren't working on this shit eight years ago, bro. No, like, how weren't. long? Like, a year? Who do you think you are, Star Citizen? It went through three console generations. <laughs> Just like Star Citizen. <laughs> that, that... Or Too Human. Fourth coming up, motherfucker. <laughs> too Human went through yeah, it, but, like, but, five. But Star Citizen yeah. is, like, masochism level, you know? You know, they do have too, an insane hey, level Too Human was just Irish. We don't kink so. shame. We don't kink shame her. No, there's, no, there's, no, there's no kink shaming, but this <laughs> goes way beyond just any kind of kink. Some people like, are into tantric sex, man. They don't like to finish. They like to drag it out. I'm not even going to segue that into a euphemism. You don't need to. We're just laying it right there on the table like a dog just dropping a deuce. But Grand Theft Auto 6 has been long rumored to be hitting Columbia, Miami, and different popular areas. Now, obviously, it's right along that area. They've kind of avoided going anywhere outside of America ever. You know, I mean, besides the original, where they went to London, you know, and then they had Liberty City and such. But I want to see a different city like a different kind of culture in that Grand Theft Auto universe. Well, they emulated like New York. They've emulated Miami. They emulated Los Angeles. Like yeah. give us a Vegas. Give us a, a Vegas. Well, they version. did that in San Andreas. San Andreas. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, Las Vegas up in the corner there. You, you could at least call it Reno. missions there. Or, uh, you uh, own a casino and... Uh, and then well, there's that California. I mean, you can't Helicopter really, you can't really mirror point. Philly because Philly, Philly mirrors Grand Theft Auto. Well, it would be too close, too similar to fucking Liberty City. Yeah, New you York, Baltimore, and Pennsylvania, Baltimore. Baltimore. Too, no, man. Like you gotta go. You like something that's exotic. what I'm saying. Like Miami is and New different. Orleans. New Orleans. Do New Orleans. You could do a New Orleans. Look up and see a boat. But my point is, is like, yeah, different aesthetics like that from Miami to New Orleans. That's a different enough aesthetic to where. In 20 years, we could see San on, you know, San on New Orleans or whatever the fuck they call it. I would, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not good at grammar, obviously, if you've watched this podcast. <laughs> but I would like to see them 
after that diverge. Give me even DLC. Give me a separate culture, a separate like Colombian, Cuban. That's a different culture. Giving me that in that universe. That's a nice little tiptoe in the water. But after this, walk the fuck away from America. Go to a different. Go to England. Your version of London. And have a whole fucking narrative there to where you could have a really deep fucking rich-ass open-world story and bring it back almost as a reset for the series. That's my idea. Mm -hmm. Because they're just kind of fucking dragging this out. And, like, five, like, I almost completed the story. I gave up well before. But I saw how quickly I was completing it, and I was like, this is not worth it. It was almost like that one Call of Duty to where you completed the mission, uh, the campaign, and it was like, oh, you just did this for the multiplayer. The first one. Oh, yeah, that was Call of Duty 4. Yeah. Yeah. Where, oh, oh, I see. And that was where I saw that demise. That was GTA 5, and look what they did. Eight years, not a new game, and they just promoted the online and finally made it less shitty. And that just seems to be the new norm in the gaming industry right now. No Man's Sky. And amongst others. Yeah, I'm I'm just over it. Yeah, but we're over on to the next story. Because this one looks dope. And even as a non-game watcher, I think even Katarina will be interested in this one. Because Ghostwire Tokyo's extended gameplay demo drops. Now... Good about like 45 seconds. Oh, you're going to need, there's probably an ad. <clears throat> there's an ad for Elden Rings. But um, we already knew about this game. Tokyo's population disappears thanks to the arrival of yokai or spirits. You play as the lone survivor, Akito, who awakens possessed by a spirit named KK. Thank God there wasn't another one. Who imbues you with elemental powers. <laughs> Of the nene. <laughs> Which is called ethereal weaving. You stop just short of the you line and whip. you make a right turn. Okay? okay? That's where we're at right now. Um, and you let the channel of element uh, elements of fire, wind, and water. Uh, skipped about like 45 minutes, or not 45. Um, 45, 45 seconds. Here we go. Like right around here. They're starting to show... A little bit more of what they're getting into with gameplay. Now, the executing these moves resembles a blend of Doctor Strange's spell casting and Avatar The Last Airbender, uh, thanks to its flashy and elaborate hand gestures. Now, physical weapon complements your special your spells. So you I see start- flashy and elaborate hand gestures all the time with them. Yeah. Effects, but, <laughs> but you have a bow as well as various talismans and other stealthy attacks that you can make on top of spells. Now, uh, among, like, hey, he's waving. among other features, the first video shows off Akirito uh, Tango ability, which lets him fire a spirit tether to grapple and ascend buildings. We also got a look at corrupt fog cover areas. Uh, players must clear out and su- uh, surreal shape shifting area that evoke a psychological horror of Tango. GameWorks previous series, Evil Within. So it 
right off along the lines of that, but this is a Bethesda game. Okay. That's what impresses me about this. Like, especially in, like, uh, certain parts of the trailer, you see him, like, Naruto fucking hand gesturing, and you're like, oh, shit, like... The different fucking moves that I'm doing, this motherfucker is straight up Naruto. That is the anime <laughs> fan in me getting excited right there for a fucking video game, okay? It's in Tokyo. So them adding that in there, that that anime essence, really gets me excited. You have a bow and arrow. They are huge Hawkeye fans. Probably right. not why they love the bow and arrow. Especially the compound bow. Great invention. So, with this trailer, you see a lot of you see a lot of different things here. And uh in this, you see the tether. He also starts to get into like these shrines they have, the togas, and you have to go along to these different toga areas and eliminate the spirits, and that will clear up the fog in Tokyo. Like that would actually help the fog in Tokyo clearing out spirits. Have you scene. tried? No, well, pfft. Their vision is less than a half mile from a skyscraper. Clearing That's out spirits is not going to help that smog. Um, not enough. <laughs> but this game just looks so good. I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop because it's Bethesda. Like, maybe they just incorporated glitches into their game dynamic to where you just, it looks like that glitch is supposed to be there. <laughs> they found a way around the curve. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm sure. You're ahead of the curve. We'll be able to find out March 25th for PlayStation 5 and PC. Those who pre-order can play three days early on March 22nd. And the streetwear outfit pack, Shinobi outfit, and Kunai weapon will be available for those who pre-purchase. And in this extended uh, gameplay here, they're showing him with his bow and arrow kind of sneaking up. He is separated from KK at this point. And he has to go reach him to where KK gives you your elemental mental A and you get to boom, boom, A to pig Latin that shit. You know, then you get to watch him. Nay, nay. <laughs> you know, I don't, okay. I should, I should say, I don't oh actually God. know pig Latin. I'm not fluent in, in it. So huh, you don't say there may have been a couple errors. <laughs> huh? Part of course for me, you know, I might have been making it up. I might have just been talking out of my ass. But that's why there's lipstick on my butt cheeks. So, And here's where he plays Rubik's Cube. <laughs> yeah. Why does it always come back to the fucking Rubik's Cube with these people? I get it. You could do it really fast. It's a mathematical problem. Gotcha. <laughs> Yes. No. Always comes back to the Rubik's Cube. You'll be able to clear out spirits on March 25th. With your Rubik's Cube. Hopefully you figure it out. Cubic, get all those sides the right color. Quick, go. Quick, up. Time's up. Next story. Time was up for this next story a long time ago, but... Platinum Games wants to resurrect the lost action game, Scalebound. I don't Why? remember it. <laughs> you remember Scalebound? No. 
the Dragon Buddy. I don't even know what I did today, and I did it for eight hours. The Dragon Buddy dubstep heavy action game from Platinum Games was introduced in 2014 as an Xbox exclusive. It starred a cocky headphone-wearing hero who ran around oh, the scenic open world slashing enemies with a kind of hyperactive explosiveness we've come to expect from the Japanese studio. That cockiness was justified, too, because backing up our hero was a kind of stony-scaled dragon you'd expect to see in a late-game boss rather than a trusty sidekick. So this was a game in the E3 where it was like it was supposed to be like co-op and you and your buddies all had your characters with your dragons and you were like trying to fight that main mob boss and it was trying to be MMO. It, their Platinum Games is trying to bring it back because Scalebound was canceled in 2017. But in an interview with IGN Japan, translated by VGC, Platinum Games had a, uh, hang on, Asushi Inaba and Hideki Kamiya revealed all over your face. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Get in the horny corner. <laughs> I had to. He set me up so well. You're gonna lob it over man. the plate. I'm gonna point at the fence and hit it over the <laughs> He's just going to throw it over the plate. I'm going to hit one of the bleachers. <laughs> this poor woman has a name. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's Hadiki Kimia. That's how we got there. Oh, my <laughs> God. Start. She revealed that they would like I tell you, I just can't. I just can't. <laughs> oh, Kat says that before she clicks that invite to Zoom link every time. I, I <laughs> I just can't. I just can't. Uh, fuck, the finger I just, slipped. I just once again would like to point out that the opinions uh, expressed by some members of Perjangers and Wallhangers are not indicative of the opinions of the rest of the Perjangers and Wallhangers. And I'm nah, so relax. Sorry. It's just comedy. But I'm so, they so sorry. would like to revive the game, was my point. And Microsoft. Uh, if you're up for it, they would be into it, too. Inaba said in an interview, Kamaya has always wanted to do Scalebound, so we'd like to have a proper discussion with Microsoft. Kamiya, who is directing Scalebound, added that we did a lot of work on it, and it's no use Microsoft keeping the game in a, its current form, so we'd like to do something about that, Phil. Let's do it together. Now, <sighs> I see this having that potential to go Anthem, old man. Because it had that same kind of, like, glitter when they came out in the E3 of... Oh, yeah. Oh, it was man. like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a Destiny killer. Music. Yeah. But, you know... I'm kind of, again, over. Now, I'm skeptical, but I do want this Dragon game they they were promising me. I want that. Even yeah, if it isn't scale Why... Why, why, why um, bring back an IP? Why don't you just make a fucking new one? There are no new ideas. Learn from your fucking mistakes and just make a new one. Look, 
How many, like we had Dragon's Dogma. That was a great one. You could do you this know, game. Change, Skyrim's in there. Change the protagonist, have the same fucking game, and name it something else. I don't care. Give name me that it, game. Name uh, it Spyro the Dragon Open World. And give us that one. It's got a dragon in it. All right. I'll allow it. Okay. I think we've really come to uh, something good here. Yeah, we, we've come around to a lot of good things. Like. I know. Ooh. Look, we've come around to He's a lot of good things. He's got a crowd in there with him. Now. Some people don't come up with good ideas like us. Like this <laughs> next story. That was a good segue. I had, look, I'm going to start this story off with, I had two of these feel-good stories for, for this week. The first one said, the U.S. government says that Bowser deserves to go to jail. Okay. Well, Turns out, find him. it was a guy named Nick Bowser. And he was the guy who uh, hacked Nintendo. If that isn't fucking perfect. Let me say that again. A guy named Nick Bowser hacked Nintendo. You don't have to pound on the desk. That's probably his origin story. (laughs) That alone. It set a high bar. (laughs) You know? It set a high bar right there. Ultimately, a Florida man always takes always the cake Florida. because guy fails. It's got to be like, what was that game where you, you were in the video game? That's what it's got to be like in Florida. Yeah, scroll up for the big reveal because a guy fails to rob a bank while wearing a Sonic the Hedgehog face mask. We all know. He wasn't Sonic. fast enough or did he run into a wall and all his coins shatter? <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a robot. He ran into it like, oh, damn it. Um, I'm supposed to jump over them. So Sonic has plenty of rings to collect out there in the wild uh, wild wilderness in the Green Hill Zone after all. It, however, in Florida, police had to scramble in response to a criminal using the blue blur's face mask as an attempt at bank robbery. Quick, someone find Knuckles. As reported <laughs> by the... <laughs> trying to do all, like, you know, America's Most Wanted shit there. Damn it! Dr. Robotnik was right. That guy's <laughs> bad news. Look at him! <laughs> A life of crime all along! I see the guy standing... To him. I already see the guy standing on the corner with the sign, Robotnik was right. <laughs> As reported by the West Volusia Beacon uh, and spotted wow. by Kotaku, a person believed to be a man, he may identify as otherwise, entered a Florida Central Credit Union with the intent of robbing it. The insight happened on the afternoon of February 2nd, 2022. He's wearing a sweatshirt with a name on it. Yeah, and the police... find, like, a solid black... All right. Leroy. Why wouldn't wouldn't you go for a theme and go with, like, a dark blue sweatshirt? He couldn't couldn't find the blue spandex. Um, But in the afternoon of February 2nd, 2022, and police were dispatched in response... In response to the uh, to the incident at I can't fucking goddamn make this up 4:20 p.m., the robber dressed as Sonic had entered the building with a hammer and demanded money from the teller. A hammer? There's a plate of glass. Look what you okay? After Florida, Sonic, never mind. You're you're setting the bar too high, man. 
I'm going to hit you. She's behind <laughs> bulletproof glass, you moron. But wait, there's more. Oh, it gets better. Okay. After Sonic struck the teller's window with said hammer, uh-huh. he was confronted by an employee. The blue blur then left and fled the premises. All right, good enough. <laughs> the police arrived after the suspect had run away on foot, kept in true to Sonic's choice of transportation. An update to the original report from West Volusian Beacon says that no damage to the building or windows reported. No money was stolen, and yeah, most he's importantly, not an actual hedgehog. He's no just some one was hurt in a mask. It seemed that the Wouldn't man... Wouldn't it be funny if he tried to hit the thing with the hammer and it bounced back and knocked himself out? <laughs> That's what would happen yeah. in the movie. It seemed that the man who tried to rob the bank has not Face been apprehended by police. He was simply too fast for them, I guess. See what he did there? Yeah. The Florida, Cent- the Florida S- Credit Union Assistant Vice President of Branch yeah, Operations... Him leaving, him leaving the bank. Brian Leatherman said that the local police are on it at the moment. That motherfucker got away. He literally, he tried, okay? This is the Triforce, all right? So I had to add the story in there. He tried, but he still got away with it. Yeah, he didn't get any money, but he didn't get a fucking arrested. So, yeah. hey, fuck it, man. You didn't, you didn't get arrested yet. Maybe you're watching this from your prison cell. You tried. No, no, he'll get arrested for something else. He's stupid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he's not going to go, oh, I should go get a degree in neuroscience. He's probably going to go rob something without... He's a fucking doctor. He's probably going to go rob something without glass. <laughs> he's a fucking... Most people use a gun. Like, it scares people. <laughs> Don't get one of the kind that has a little orange thing on the front. Hey. That's not going to scare anyone. Hey, I want money. Better alive, you're coming with me. I got a hammer. Like, is it a ball peen? Did he at least get like a, like, it didn't even look like a sledgehammer in it. He's just like, I got a hammer, bitch. You give me the money. Put it in my (laughs) North Face sack. I would subside from the 8-bit tracks that sound like a a cat scratching his ass on a keyboard. Well, Chris's computer got cat scratch fever. God, that was so but perfect. But in this next story. That was a good segue. <laughs> because we end on to our end segment because maybe you want cat scratch fever from a mythical or fictional animal. Which is your favorite and why, kids? Mythical. Or fictional. Oh. Maybe you like, you know, <laughs> the centaur. Or... Maybe you like Falcor. Katarina, what is your choice? I have chosen, after much deliberation, the demon from uh, his dark materials, or as more widely known, the golden compass. So and I'll a, tell you why. It's, it's a monkey from what I looked up? No, actually, it changes for each person. So. Oh. The, the demon is actually a manifestation of a human soul. And so um, it appears Ooh, pause, when... Chris, big brother myself, what is what is the animal manifestation of cat soul? What's your guess? I was thinking of jokes that I could say about animal. 
jokes. You better not. <laughs> I was thinking of animal jokes. I, Calm down. We can't have bestiality on TikTok. They won't play us. Lip. I wasn't going there. Oh. Do not um, sully this. <laughs> Chris, what's your choice? Obviously, Wait, I wasn't done. But let, I want to see your, your spirit. I'm not even prepared. Go ahead. Cat was Am talk. I good? You were talking. Go. Yeah, go. Am Kat. I good right now? Yes. Matthew? Go. Thank you. They are the physical manifestation of your human soul. So it changes shape as a child and it only settles into like its final true form that it will stay in for the rest of your joint lives. Um, Once you you, uh, reach a certain level of maturity. Now it can talk to you. It has the same dreams as you. Um, You're linked empathically and telepathically. And that has always just appealed to me like you're always like you know sometimes you need um you're in your own head and you're trying to reach into your brain to to figure out a problem or work yourself through some kind of situation or whatever and to have like a constant companion for that that can actually talk back to you and get help if you're in a spot of trouble could it do or, or be able to tell you things that you can't face for yourself i find that to be really appealing and comforting in a way link does Um, this reverse sneeze to where i kind of feel (laughs) like at the right time he's really connecting with what i say is that kind of same line absolutely there you go absolutely no you it usually is rejection i say something Oh, I thought it was rejection because he was like, no, that's stupid, fucker. No, (laughs) no, I think you're projecting on anyway. (laughs) No, grabbing my phone, going to the gas. I think is the very best that you can ever ask of any kind of mythical anything. Okay. So that's it. Thank you. Old man, do you have an idea? Not a fucking clue after that. I gotta tell you, we would have like, never. That's like a deep level. Like, yeah, that's no, a... but you know, I already know what your demon would be. What? I'll tell you later. I <laughs> know. I'm curious. Please, please. Really? Yeah, I'm curious. Okay, so um, I hope that you understand that this is coming from a place of sincere affection. Okay. But I 100% feel like you would be. Um, hold on. I'm gonna make sure that I have the species name right. Smeagol's a person, right? He's not. <laughs> no, he's not uh... an animal. It's just a hobbit. <coughs> I, I'm sorry, but that I mean, <coughs> I don't know about fictional human rights or anything, but red panda. Okay. Okay. Explain. Okay. Red pandas are extremely intelligent. Um. And is known to be a naturally caretaking animal. Okay. Okay. And, um, you know, fiercely loyal. Not, they can be domesticated, almost in the sense of a dog, but they have, they're kind of like somewhere between a, a, a raccoon and a dog. And I just think that those two things combined, like the cleverness and the loyalty and the protectiveness, 
is very much indicative of how I see you as a person. So that okay. is why yeah. I but like I immediately could... was like I I kind of started doing the demons for everyone and yeah. you absolutely were red panda. Yeah, but I if you could in, stop in picking through way. my garbage, I would really stop seeing you as the <laughs> raccoon part of that. I mean, there's nothing good in there, man. There's nothing good in there. I know. <laughs> <laughs> However, raccoons are very good at going through the uh, the trash and picking out the good stuff. So, yeah, that's right away. Yeah, there you go. There yeah, you that's go. the problem. <laughs> and they get everything else everywhere. <laughs> I wouldn't mind if they picked up well, after themselves. You know what? That's oh, why he funny. wouldn't be a raccoon because he picks up after himself. But that's why he's not a raccoon. He's, he's a, a red a, panda. Yeah. That's where the part of the raccoon falls off. Yeah, I do throw up the higher rolling shield for everybody, I will say. As far as, like, a mythical creature, I mean, honestly, as far as my favorite, as far as mythical and fictional, I mean, that transport thing of, like, Falcor and, like, Lockjaw, that's always nice, but... Yeah, yeah. I always liked Ace the Bat-Dog. Like, that's Batman's dog. That is, one, a very highly intelligent animal. He was Batman's trusted dog. That's after Alfred died. He trusted this dog. I want that fucking dog. I'm kind of surprised that you went that way, not Crypto. Look, Crypto Man, laser eye. Look, if I got a begging strip in my hand, I don't want to worry about it being laser beamed off. Give it to me. I don't give a shit about that. I, w- I was, don't. I was handing it to you, man. Like, calm down a second. Jesus. I don't want to lose a finger before he has to get that. Oh, okay. Yo, sorry. Like, Yo, you had one job. Crypto does not story. give a crap about your begging strips, okay? <laughs> you don't know. They're delicious. Link loves them. <laughs> the way you said that, I was going to ask really to Link or... No, I didn't or... taste it. But <laughs> you seemed it's... really sure about that. <laughs> Look, when he's jumping up to my chest and he's like barely a foot and a half tall, he's excited. That's I know bad. I'm not tall. I'm I'm like hobbit size, but it's still impressive. It's still impressive. Are you really? No, we're five. normal human size. Yeah. Eastern European. We're just short people. That's helpful. But as far as fictional creatures go, Big Brother, where are you siding? I, I I don't know. Uh, Charizard. Damn. That's actually a really good lazy pull. Because it's something I can remember. <laughs> I mean, dude, you you imagine how much you'd have. I mean, well, first off, heating, I really wouldn't depend on him. He's a temperamental creature. But, you know, if you, like, we could engineer something where, you know, you have, like, a little den for him downstairs and he could heat the house. No, no, no. That'd be great. He stays in the ball. You put the ball on the table, warms the whole building up. There you go, done. Fucking technology for the win, man. Stay in the fucking ball. You already, you already fucking thought of it. Yeah. Damn. Depending on the calendar, or a meowth, and I just hit it with rocks all day, so it does payday, and I just become rich. Damn. 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 There you go, dude. You really got that all thought out. I didn't even think of the Pokemon route. Uh, you had a Pokeball on the desk. And <laughs> I didn't what else was I, well, I, I'm not going to say Slimer. That might be fun for a while, I guess. <laughs> what else is sitting here? I can't imagine that would ever be fun at all. I've, in any, Maybe at the Harry Donut. I don't know. From but, the cartoon. 
It was uh, <laughs> yeah, you just got that mental Slimer? image. I'm sorry. Don't you remember the Slimer from the no, cartoon? No, it's every time you say Harry Donut, it's like how some people really don't like. <laughs> nah, the they went out of business. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what that because is there was an actual <laughs> place <laughs> called. <laughs> we had to get a new name. <laughs> I reject that. I reject that information. No, it's a place. Oh, you can catch <laughs> that information right here in the end credits. Absolutely. Stick around. <laughs> so we have our choices for favorite men. Mythical and physical animals. <laughs> and I would love to know your choices because it couldn't hey, be Scottish more than ours. Yes, yeah, a little Scottish. <laughs> Katarina's was the most thought out. And you're like, all right, I have to ask who would be mine? Mine of your choice, the demons. Your demon? Yeah. Who would it be? Um, weirdly, I shouldn't say it like that, but I actually gave you the same demon that I would want for myself, which is an owl. Hmm. Vicious as fuck. Those guys are fucking <laughs> hunters, man. They're just predators. Well, not even for that kind of reason. It's just I think that you and I have um, the ability to snap our neck 180 degrees. Yeah, absolutely. You like to I eat like mouse whole and then leave. Chunks no, but I think that you and... and I seem to have the same kind of um, like brain trajectory, except yeah. mine stays within a range of like G to like pg-13 oh mine fell right down to the gutter your start your starts at pg-13 and <laughs> it went right down to the gutter after that wildly <laughs> it's like that black abyss you don't know how so far i would need to like research the the different kind of owls but like to put it in um popular culture it'd be a whole court like, I would be more like a Hedwig or a Snowy Owl, and you'd be like the Owl from Rats of Nim. <laughs> true story. It's a true story. It's very true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. He was always a squirrely motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, that was so worth it. Um, yeah. No, that was great. And do you have one for Big Brother? <laughs> I, I am so fucking no. interested. No, I didn't think so. <laughs> it's probably too depraved. No, actually, yes, I do. And he is um, Scottish Terrier. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no. I love Scottish Terry. No, yeah, no. That's it. No, that's that fantastic. That fucking no, that fits. That completely right. fucking fits. I got the right. beard too. <laughs> you can see it on the And I did absolutely no research on what the traits of a Scottish Terrier or anything no. was. It's, it's just him. like I thought of you and then no, whatever no, animal came up immediately afterwards. No, but Chris's was the one that I actually put the most thought into, even more than my own, because I just like owls, so I immediately went owl. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, as soon as I thought of seeing, it was like Scottish Terrier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Terriers are all. I don't have to look any further than that. They're great. And if Kelly was here, uh, then he would have been. Um, he would have been a koala bear. Yes. Yeah. Kelly is <laughs> definitely a koala bear. <laughs> yeah. Because he's and Mark still a, would he's be still whatever that thing is from Madagascar, King Julian. <laughs> Never seen that. <laughs> that is great. 
that will get you banned again if he's still working there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, Maurice, what you doing? <laughs> so let us know your choice of animal below. <laughs> Comment and like. And, of course, we end off this podcast the same way with the thank yous, where we start off thanking Mark Gervais, Jesse Bell, Carol Knight, Megan Kinney, Susan Hess, Matthew Kennedy, and you, loyal Walljanger, for always liking, commenting, subscribing, and sharing out the podcast. And, of course, this is none other than a long-drawn-out goodbye. I am none other than... Your host, Matthew Bucarell, the Matman. In the Perjanger box, we have Katarina Thermoscara, our wonderful woman. Christopher Bristow, the old man. Our omnipotent presence, that is, Stephen Bucarell, big brother. Our hero of time mascot, Link Diablo. And, of course, we love you. We miss you. We want to see you next week. Until then... Game on, Wall Jaggers! Bye-bye! Oh, no, I can't end it. Shutting it off. Oh, oh, all right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Play on my Jaggers. That was a good segue. Our Island Kelly. Uh, that was great. <laughs> yes, it was. Oh, very good podcast. High energy. So now I'm just curious as to what your all, all of your heights are. Five five. Big brothers right there. We're brothers. Five nine. You guys are both five five? It says five seven on my driver's license. It says five five, but then they always say I'm five six at the doctor's office. I don't think yeah. they fucking know. But swear I measure between five five and five seven, depending <laughs> on the tape measure. <laughs> the world was designed for people of my height. <laughs> That's I don't know about and you're five nine, Chris? Eastern yes. European. <laughs> what about Kelly? About about our height. He's about the same height as me. Oh, okay. So we're all around the same height. Yeah. Human height. Human <laughs> music. Hmm. Human music. Speak for yourself. I would like to be um, a hobbit in a hobbit's world. I was what trying did you think to, of your animals? I was trying to convert that into uh, the Barbie uh, Barbie girl. I, I thought the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm a hobbit girl in a hobbit world. Life in... Go on. I don't know anything about the hobbits. The Shire. Life in the Shire. My house sure. is in a hill. <laughs> life, in, life in the Shire is on fire. No, Man. please don't be on fire. That's what I'm saying. I would like to think that to, to like go? um like weed getting higher, something like that. You know how they have to smoke their weed? Uh, mm. yeah, they are a bunch of potheads over there. They like are. They're the potheads shire. that like to we drink and eat. That fucking works too. We get in higher. I'm a hobbit right? girl. Up in the We shire. got our hook. We get in higher. Fuck. Oh my god. <laughs> we gotta make a Hey, we gotta start writing that. We gotta start writing that. Hire Matt Kennedy. <laughs> We're getting on it. Uh, I already know a website. We could just take the lyrics off of that song. <laughs> we could just use this. We could use it. It's awesome. No, it's a parody, sir. We're we we are we can we can we can lose the lyrics. Well, all you need is just the instrumental. That's all you got to search. Instrumental. Okay. Whatever you say. 
I'm not sure where we're going right now. We're making a par- we're making a parody of we're Barbie sort of Girl for the Hobbits. All I know is that every episode, Stephen tries to make me throw up. <laughs> I don't try. It's the content. I don't just, write the show. I just it is sit not. here. It is and... not the content. It is the Steven. He's simply the muse. <laughs> okay. He is not I'm the not, source. I'm not, of I'm not allowed to say stuff at my job. He's merely. I work with special people. He's merely the conduit of the conduit. I have to use radio. <laughs> he might fracture some minds with the stuff that comes out of his mouth. <laughs> If there were... are times when it feels like my mind is buffering after something he said. <laughs> Look, because I'm telling it's getting you. stuck somewhere in the universal Frank... translator of like, no, he didn't say that. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, comedy yes. is yes, where you stand at the edge. He said that exactly. If that he went exactly. into if he that went into exactly stand up comedy, people wouldn't know. They would forget Sam Kinison. But you know, and, um, I don't know. We'll see, we'd see. I was thinking of um, the guy that Jim Carrey played, where people just never knew Andy Kaufman if it was real or not. Andy, Andy Kaufman. Kaufman, thank you. That'd be cool. That'd be really hard to pull off. Oh, you method? Was it that- Stephen? I never, I never know if you're being serious or not until you start laughing. <laughs> I never, <laughs> I never know. I A lot of times, it's like I. Like I said, like my mind is stuck on buffering because I'm processing what you said, and then <laughs> not everybody Matt gets that skill. Reacts I, I whenever it. Matt reacts, then I know it's okay. <laughs> he said what he said. Yeah, no, I've acquired <laughs> Matt this is skill. Also reacting I've, and... I've acquired this skill through time to where I could pick it up. It's not apparent to everybody, but I'm I actually pretty good at that. For those people who are just like really stoic and you can't really mm. tell. Like the extremes are still, I had a guy come in the other day and I, I just turned my head to my coworker and I was like, was he happy? I don't fucking know. Like, well, I also think that part of it is like, I can't that that be a good right. so I don't stuff. know. Like, I don't know in the context of what he's saying, if he's expressing himself at all. Look. So uh, it's just totally like, I hear what mostly, I hear. And then it kind of just. The language we speak in there for a is second comedy. where I'm like, no. Yeah. yeah, no. The language. And then I see your face. You have to like, replay it like we three were, or four times we in your head to just get the context. I think <laughs> I do it defense. from English to Portuguese back to English. <laughs> in my defense, we were just watching Miss Pat on oh, Netflix, my and God. we're gonna go back to Miss Pat. We're watching Miss Pat because Miss Pat. Pat is oh my gosh! From Saturday Night Live. Yeah, Miss Pat. The stand-up comedian. She is Was fucking she hilarious. Yeah, I think for a little bit. Okay. Miss Pat is fucking she, hilarious. Yeah, she, she did that episode on up. the cabin too. She was hilarious. Yeah, she's yes. on the cabin. Miss Pat's the. Miss Pat is. Miss Pat is look, a black female version of Joey Diaz. She is, but look, I've known just many. Funny. I've known many people like Miss Pat, and I it's know. just oh my god, those people are just so fucking funny. Oh. Effortlessly funny. Effortlessly, yes. I've known many people who are just effortlessly funny like her, but she is skilled and crafted. That's why he says like Joey Diaz because she's a true comedian. To where she makes these jokes, my fucking god, Miss Pat, watch it on Netflix. You will fucking die laughing. We have to go back and do that. So you have yeah. to, and uh, I have to pee. Okay, so. but tonight I have to watch something on Tubi TV. Tubi. And it is, is a 1985 film called. Debbie does oh, wrong one. 
<laughs> the wrong screen. Voyage of the Rock Aliens from 1984. It's got Pia Sedora in it. Okay. okay. That's cool. Everybody has. And I know you're not going to be able to see this, but this is this is what I'm I'm in for tonight. Wow! Is that a gold yeah. crown? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is. Mm-hmm. That's very eighties. Very eighties. Yeah. yeah. 1984. That's, that's very. 80s. 80s. Oh yeah, Ooh. that's very. Wow. Ooh. Look at that hair. I could. Is that smell. Kevin Bacon? I can smell the cheese coming from here. Um. No, it's not Kevin Bacon. It's so he just wants to look guy, like Kevin Bacon. You know, yeah. he's been in a lot of movies. His name is Craig Shepper, and name's familiar. Yeah, I've heard uh, it somewhere. Well, he's not. Kevin he was in Bacon. a lot of eighty movies, but like what I remember him the most is remember the movie Some Kind of Wonderful. Yes, she is. Some kind of wonderful. Oh yeah. Then again, all the probably not the this classic one. song. Uh no, never saw it. Nope. That hair though, my god. Yeah, well, it's all very eighties. I watched a lot of TV in the eighties. Yeah. Well, I still watch a lot of TV, but anyway, I was listening to a podcast called "How Did This Get Made," um, and they were doing this, and I had to actually stop listening to the podcast because I didn't want it to ruin the plot. They thought this <laughs> movie was so insane, but they loved it that I want to watch it and then listen to the podcast afterwards. Fair That's enough. Oh yeah. Some That'd be kind a great of had, uh, Eric Stoltz in it. Yeah. Also was this, this the, the guy Craig Sheffer is um, the guy from Mask? Eric Stoltz. Oh. Yeah, Eric Stoltz was the original stand-in for for Marty McFly before. Right. Yes. Right. Right. Yes, he was. Yeah, the was... But I saw the so the guy who time. plays the lead in this um, was the boyfriend, the the nasty boyfriend of the girl from some, some kind of wonderful that she dumps to go out with. Eric Stoltz. Oh. Yeah, I'm looking at IMDb now. He's been in a lot of stuff. I'm sure you guys have seen him in something. I just I don't know what you guys have watched. Yeah. <laughs> but uh I I gotta tell you, I finally replaced Big Brother's uh wireless mouse. And I went for the highest rated mouse wireless mouse on Amazon. And would you believe it was the Amazon Basics mouse? It works well, great. It was like sixteen bucks. So, Book of Boba Fett. We have our season finale tomorrow. I am going to be watching the penultimate and ultimate episodes together. Nice. <clears throat> um. So, you pretty much saw a Book of Mando episode. Mm-hmm. And how did you feel about that? It was an abrupt departure from like it was by the end of the episode you get it like um, all right i understand the weapon check-in was funny yeah yeah very indicative like you know in lord of the rings where any any scene where somebody has to give up their weapons and then they just keep coming i don't know why it's always funny to me it's just funny because (laughs) he's not used to that legitimately like when you're looking at this as a raw fan uh person who's not a fan it's just like this is the first time he doesn't have his own ship in the show and you're just like that's why he gave us so much guff like no 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 it's my religion my religion the droid's like i don't care and i don't know if we discuss this it feels like i've already talked about this but i can't remember um i was a little bit surprised at his reaction when they're like 
have you ever taken your helmet off or has anyone seen you without your helmet it off? It was so little cute. And he was like, he was like, I'll do anything. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I, and, and not to say, I was just kind of surprised because I thought in, in the growth that he had over the last few seasons and the relationships that he formed and what he found out about the sect that he's in, that it was kind of like um, wow. an extremist. <clears throat> it's like a cult. So, yeah, I didn't want to use that word, but, but like that's a, exactly like a what it is. It's a cult that he, he would still react in a still, way of like, "How can I come back? Like, I'll do anything." I was, yeah. I was just kind of, um, I thought that he had kind of story wise. I, I thought that was perfect. Away, but... I thought it was perfect story wise because when you're looking at Mando here, he is obviously returning for some kind of self gratification. You know, he's trying not to broach that subject. That's where you can see him like get into the trainer, uh, the saber training, and it's like she's like you're, you're, you're fighting the saber, man. Like what, what's going on here? Right. She expected, and him I also to do more. thought it was very telling that it was a descendant of the initial creator of the saber mm-hmm. that was there as well, and that fight scene, like cutting himself with the saber, is yeah. exactly what I expected to happen to Luke when he took the saber from. Obi Wan and immediately turned it right to his eye. <laughs> What's this? Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. I think is probably the most realistic scene: most cutting yourself with your very bright, uh, your, ver- bleh, your very sharp sword. Yeah, that checks out. I mean, I really found that, especially with that episode, it was very evolution. It was very building of Mando. Uh, hola, Chris. Hola, hey, hola. But in the overall like growth of Mando, I feel like that immediate, like I'm going to go back to my cult. I'm going to see if I can get away with this. And then when I get caught, like, no, 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 please, please. I need your help. And I think that's, she might not have asked. It's coming right along the lines of, all right, so you got to soak in some bath in the caves of Mandalore. Obviously this is where we're picking up with him next season. Because that, I don't feel like that's a one. We're gonna see that tomorrow. Thing. Yeah, I feel but like I'm he's gonna go to. But I'm also kind Boba. of upset because I haven't watched last week's episode. As you know, I wait and I watch two at a time. But I also am kind of upset. Like this is supposed to be the book of Boba, and sure, bring in Mando as it fits in. But to dedicate at least an episode and a half, because I don't know if it's fully two episodes, I mean, to to someone else when he's only getting, <laughs> I believe he's only supposed to get this season and this story. Kind of feels like, then you did this for what? You're taking it I was, away. I'm actually me. invested in the Boba story. Now, let me see the Mando stuff on the Mando side. If we have more Boba in the future, on this, if they continue to just build this TV universe, right? Mm-hmm. And they just keep going. Boba pops up here and there throughout. I think that's kind of a good idea if they're going for a long story, which is what Disney goes for. That's what they're kind of right. shooting for with Marvel and, you know, with a lot of the stuff. They're getting into anime, which they have – the anime they bought, I was briefly looking into it. It's got, like, 24 volumes. They have a ton of content to go through. There's a, a, a bunch of stuff that Disney's looking at this long con because they have this Netflix competitor. And they're looking but at But I also Netflix think that four shows dedicated to this time frame is a little much. Yeah. I don't think it's enough. And I think it would be hard to keep Cat up has a weird with them. So some things, that, and, I'm, and I'm meaning live action. I'm not even counting Bad Batch at this point. Oh, I want more Bad Batch. I want more. I mean, Bad Batch. 
I didn't even say it with the Aussie accent this time. <laughs> didn't even do it. I, I was good. You want more of the Star Wars A team? Yes. It would have been funny if they took that music and somehow interwove <laughs> it with Star Wars stuff. That <laughs> would have been awesome. It would have been great. Um, <laughs> Peacemaker. Amazing. I mean, just after the episodes that I've watched, and that is more of Chris than I've ever wanted to see on the yeah, opposite side of the spectrum. Um, Peacemaker and James, I think James Gunn should have a license to kill. Does he need In that the ask, anymore? Well, no, I mean, not, well, not Kevin Gunn. <laughs> And not specifically a license to kill. I mean, a license to kill in the DC universe. How about he should get the golden, you know, the golden key to the city of DC. He should get that universe after quilt. Peacemaker. Need a license to quilt? Yeah. I mean, it's a different license. A license to kilt, because there are some people wearing clits. People wearing clits everywhere. I'll say it. Clits and kilts. That's the new shop popping up across the street. Yeah. You can only get kilts there. It's actually clits kilts. Yeah, clits and kilts. Emotional you know, damage. the hairy donut was bought over. That, by I new knew, I knew, I knew and that now was coming. It's called clits and kilts. <laughs> Seriously, there can't be a strip club called. <laughs> what did I just call it? What did I call it? Clits and kilts. Clits and kilts. Stitching. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's way better. Oh my god. <laughs> Every oh. week we stray further from the light. Oh yes. There you go. There you go, Matt. Clits and kilts, bitches be stitched. That's saying that. That's their motto. Oh boy. That's their motto. Bitches be stitches. <laughs> oh. I can't stand any of you right oh, now. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's best to get it think, out of the way right now. The shirt. I, Matt, you got to you got to send me the recording so I can make this the TikTok. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. You may want to check this uh, conversation. Guys, my because... mom watches this on TikTok. <laughs> well, this, she got to watch the TikTok and, and uh, the end she would, she would actually have to tune into the YouTube. Really, if I ever caught my mom on TikTok, TikTok, t- I can't. I can't form words today. I would smack the phone right out of her hand. <laughs> you are not seeing that. <laughs> no tip topping for you. No. You know, I was looking I would, for it. I would never do that to my mom. She'd whoop my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Tip top. Oh, fuck, that was funny. But better in the end credits. Get it out of the way now. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that was too fucking good. <laughs> Stop laughing. Oh, my God. It was it was pretty hilarious. I'm just saying. Oh, I'm tired. Out. I'm going to be doing a lot of this tonight. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, it makes for a good podcast. So, but, oh, damn, man. Uh, Chris, have you gotten any uh, date for the Tale of Two Franks? I have not. Uh, I've been kind of slacking only because of other shit going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know. To Kelly kinda... will probably be late. 
I've had two ocular migraines like camera. in a row. You know, Ouch. yesterday and it's yesterday and the like, day before. It's like he's so, about to say something Quentin from like if Quentin Tarantino's directing him, there's a little bit of shadowing on him. He has this very serious face on. It looks like he's about to tell you who just tried to murder the president. Yes. We're listening, Special Agent. <laughs> Special Agent Bristo, go on with your report. Yes. <laughs> I apologize for my, for my yeah. interjection. He had an ocular I had an ocular migraine. Yes. Mm. And how are you feeling today? Still a little bit of pain, but I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll be fine. Or as I'll put it, a light boo-boo. I've had a migraine since 1987. I wish I was lying. Do you see? That's when I hit my head. Do you see? I I grew up with him. I could I did not have Why is he any, so miserable? No. My I head had hurts still. No chance of any pain registering to him like, "Oh yeah, I'm always in pain." Mm-hmm. Grow up. It's life. <laughs> like, right. Life is suffering. I guess this is it. It's like anyone a, that tells you differently is selling something. It's like I was I was like yeah. moving my ankle and it was clicking because it was cold out. And a coworker it was like ten years ago. They were like, Hey, it's not supposed to do that. It's like, yeah, well it does. <laughs> I um would like to say now, before we get to the end segment, if any of you hoes take my answer. I don't even know what I'm going to say. I'm, gonna, I'm trying to think of something. I don't, what's the thing? I'll we will go to you first. I will. Because y'all always take my answers. I will go, go to you first. Yeah. I will go to you first, so that way you get your answers out, and then we just <laughs> cascade after that. But uh, Perjangers and Wallhangers is about to go live, but they need to hit that subscribe button, like, and comment below. Right above my head, that's going to be the very best Perjangers and Wallhangers video for you. Right above our cardboard, Kelly is going to be every single Triforce podcast in a playlist. And, of course, as our main man, Connor, always says, Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>